Hello everyone, and welcome to your Christadelphian library where we discuss Christadelphian books with the goal of expanding biblical knowledge and stimulating spiritual thought. I'm Brother Jacob Osborne and I'll be bringing you today's episode during which we get to discuss the book, The Path of Prayer. I'm very excited to share a little about this book with you today because prayer is something which is fundamental to our discipleship. And I think this book uh, is very helpful and I think it can offer you both uh, an introduction to uh, the whole concept of prayer and also take you into a more extensive study in regards to uh, the intricacies of, of its power and effect on the lives of men and women in the Bible and also our personal uh, family and ecclesial lives today. I'll introduce this book by reading the first paragraph from the preface. God has graciously implanted within man the instinct of prayer, which enables us to communicate with our maker. In the present age, it may seem that prayer is a one-sided conversation. Yet we can be confident that God hears us. He accepts our worship. He listens to our petitions. And more often than we'd usually care to acknowledge, he answers us. Not all have the desire to pray to God, but those who do and who commit themselves to God's service are able to come through the Lord Jesus Christ into the presence of a heavenly Father who hears and responds according to his infinite wisdom and compassionate love. The author of this book is Brother John Morris, and his book was published in 2004. It's broken up into 24 chapters, each roughly five pages long, if that, and so it's a perfect option if you find yourself with maybe just 10 minutes at some point during the day to sit down and uh, read a chapter at a time. The chapters near the beginning are focused on uh, just an introductory uh, kind of discovering what prayer is and what it represents and its purpose in the life of a disciple. A little later on in the book, there's uh, a good-sized section on the relation between song and prayer. Much of this uh, section, as you might expect, uh, has content from the Psalms. And then the next section of the book has to do with prayer in the life of Christ. In the life of Christ, we see the perfect example of the role which prayer should play in our lives. To quote a very short section of chapter 11, Christ gained strength and instruction from constant prayer to his father. He prayed at critical moments in his, in his ministry. He prayed at the Last Supper, in Gethsemane, and on the cross. He prays for his disciples, and he prayed for us. Not only did Christ make prayer a constant habit throughout his life, but now he is the one who, inter, who is intercessor between us and our Father when we pray. It's because of Christ that our prayers are heard by God. And sometimes that concept can be somewhat tricky to wrap our brains around. Exactly how does Christ intercede for us? So if you have any questions on that subject, uh, chapter 15, I'd suggest, has some uh, great content on this subject. Uh, it's, it's too big of a section to read for you now, but I encourage you, uh, to give this chapter some extra consideration if you choose to read through the book, which I hope you do. The last uh, roughly quarter of the book is focused on the role which prayer should play today. Uh, there's chapters focused on prayer specifically in the family, prayer in the ecclesia, personal prayer, uh, and, and on that, 
perhaps chapter 21 might be the most beneficial for many readers. It's titled Problems in Prayer. And this chapter I found was very encouraging. It offers uh, a suggested path for starting out on the path of prayer and working to make it uh, an, an established and habitual part of life, if it's not already. I'll read a short uh, section from this chapter found on page 128. Some disciples are naturally inclined to prayer. Others find it very hard and feel guilty. It does not help us in our life of prayer constantly to feel guilty. The desire to pray varies considerably from one disciple to another. Some, without any shame or blame, are not the contemplative sort. They are committed, sincere believers, but they are more at ease joining in communal prayers than praying on their own. We have to face the fact that we are all different. Some pray a lot and others only a little. But can we leave it there? Surely, with encouragement, example, and the good advice of others, those who may not at first feel able to pray can learn. It may come slowly, but with God's blessing, we shall grow in our capacity and desire to speak to him through Christ. We learn to relax, to clear our minds of the noise of busy lives, to concentrate on the things of the Spirit, to cultivate the focused mind that we see in David, and especially in the Lord Jesus Christ. I think that's a very encouraging quote, and the chapter as a whole uh, is very helpful in talking about some of those other difficulties or doubts we might face uh, around prayer. Now, if I were to pick uh, one of my favorite parts of the book, uh, a section which got me excited and interested to study the topic more for myself, uh, it would be chapter 5, titled The Richness of Bible Words. It starts out by listing 12 uh, different English words which are used in scripture to refer to prayer. Uh, you know, ask, beseech, commune, entreat, make supplication, etc. Words which I had often thought of as all just referring to prayer. One and the same, just different forms of the same word. But actually, as the chapter goes on to show, uh, there are differences in the meanings for these words. The differences are sometimes subtle, but nonetheless, each word has a slightly different implication. And with that in mind, it really added to the verses uh, in which these words were found. Uh, very similarly, in chapter 22, Brother John uh, lists the different English words found in the Bible, which have to do uh, to God's response to prayer, uh, whether that be the word answer, uh, attend, give ear, forget not. Again, the different implications adding vastly to the meaning in their respective verses. Just before we close off, there's a very short and a very simple quote in this book that I have memorized. And I've memorized it so that I can call it to mind, bring it to mind, anytime I may find myself uh, maybe struggling to pray, or maybe I find myself just with a little doubt. The quote goes, pray and leave the answer to God. The important thing is that we pray. It's very simple, but it's helpful to remember. It's helpful to remember that whatever we ask in faith, God will hear. And to quote another short bit from the very end of the book, when we are refused, the only thing that we can say is that it is not God's will at this time. The answer to prayer, as many learned humbly to accept, may be yes, no, 
or wait. So thank you again for tuning in. It was a pleasure to be able to share this book with you. Don't forget to come back next week because Brother Joshua will be here and he will be reviewing the book, Search Me, O God.